Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the McYapp and Fry's Movie Podcast, or should I say the McHiggs and Fry's Movie Podcast. Sounds good to me. I'm sitting here with uh, Chris Higgs, noted audio expert. Well, yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Reloading Cinema Goer. <laughs> that would be more accurate, yes. And today we got to watch Underworld Blood Wars. had been at war for centuries, turning our world into a battlefield. For me, the fight is personal. Everyone I've ever loved has been hunted down. Now a new war is being waged. Selene, the Lycans are moving again. They have a new leader, Marius. I'm finished with this war. Well, it's not finished with you. He wants the blood of you and your daughter. Even I don't know where she is. I need you to deliver a message. Tell your Marius I'm coming for him. Do you understand your message? Previously known as the next generation. Yeah, Underworld Next Generation. Which is kind of weird because it was it was billed as that and there was no advertising at all. Like I was looking at the schedule coming up to Christmas a while ago and it was like, oh, that's out. And we haven't seen anything. Yeah. And now it's out and we've seen it. Yeah. I don't know if the... I don't know if the Underworld fans were dying for another Underworld or not. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into that, we should mention that we are sponsored by greenroom136.com Urban Carry Gear. Um, if you go to greenroom136.com and use the promo code MACYAP10, you get a 10% discount. We probably should talk about that later, and I should probably I also my I, I also have a green room bag. You have a green room bag? It is amazing. Yeah. Custom made. Which one do you have? Uh, what, uh, what? Rainmaker Tactical? No, no, no. It's the... Uh, what is it called? The junk Monkey? <laughs> Junk monkey, yes. yeah, the the shoulder one, yeah, yeah, big junk monkey, the large one, yeah, a custom made, a couple of little features on it that I can hold film gear and tripods. Nice, excellent job, excellent. Couldn't ask for a better uh, sales pitch than that. No. <laughs> so, what's your history with the uh, Underworld franchise? Underworld franchise, I don't know. I watched the first movie. I thought it was kind of cool. That's about it. Yeah, the first one wasn't aiming very high. I don't think it was like it was good for what it was. Yeah, it was werewolves, vampires. Kate Beckinsale and lots of tight PVC. In Matrix. Yeah. And yeah. like lots of like jumping on wires. And I, I have to look this up again. So I really have to look it up because I cannot remember for the life of me all the different names of all the different va- elder vampires. Yeah, they seem to just try to... I mean, Charles Dance turns up in this, who's great. Ah, Bill Nye. Bill Nye was the elder vampire of choice for the earlier ones. Yeah, Victor. Victor, yeah. Bill Nye... Or yeah. is he Marcus? No, he was Victor. I don't know who the fuck Marcus is. <laughs> you know it's a vampire if it ends in us. Yeah, if it's or, an old or it name. starts with a V. Yeah. So we've had Underworld, Underworld Awakening, Underworld Rise of the Lycan. Oh, wait, Awakening was the last one, sorry. Yeah. Um, Underworld Evolution, um, which is 2006. Underworld Rise of the Lycans, which is the one without Kate Beckinsale. And with this shirtless uh, Michael Sheen. It's bizarre to think Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen was in, like, the first three. Yes. It's bizarre to think that now. <laughs> yes, it's hard. Every three years, you get a new Underworld movie. Yeah, pretty much. So it's, it's like clockwork. So the last one, as far as I knew, was set in the future. And it was about Celine had had a daughter off screen. Scott Speedman was on ice. 
as has he had been as he has been for most of the of the series like he he's supposed to be the ultimate all powerful vampire werewolf hybrid and he's just always sidelined by badass Selene. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happens off screen. Yeah. And, and I felt in this one Selene actually gets sidelined in her own story a little bit. Well, that can't quite tell what the story was. Yeah. That's a big problem with this movie. So <laughs> Celine's on the run, some new werewolves after her, and just basically retread most of the scenes from the other movies just with different actors. Like, they go to a hideout, right, with a guy who's kind of hot. She helps him out. They get captured by one group. Is it spoilers or not? No, I mean, this is is generic stuff. It's underworld. Yeah, this is generic stuff. And, like, then there's, you know, there's a council of vampires who argue about what to do, and then eventually... Internal division. Yeah. Betrayal. More betrayal. And vampires are good, werewolves bad, but we don't know why. Yeah. They just are. They just are. This one ditches an awful lot of stuff about the old... There's less vampires now, so there's a, there's a lot less names to remember. I don't... You see about the same number of vampires, so... Uh, but most of them don't have speaking lines this time. The ones you don't see is the humans. Yeah. They're just completely missing from this film. Yeah, there's, and you don't even see that, like, the last one I think was set in the future. Like she had been asleep. This is just like, no, we're still shooting in Bulgaria or Poland or somewhere. And it's just like nice cars. Like it's either like Jaguars or something. And you saw some moving, did you? Everything was looked abandoned and isolated, but all the buildings had lights on. Well, the trains ran on time. Yeah. And you see, there's, there's like five human beings. There's three dead guards. Right. And on the Polar Express, they have... (laughs) They have two walk-bys. All oh, right, I was thinking more snowpiercer actually. Snowpiercer, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, they get a train. I'd for- I'd completely forgotten the guy from Divergent was in the previous one as well. Did you remember that? No, I. That would be news to me. Yeah, I mean, there's just this whole movie is just like, huh? Oh, uh, oh. But it's okay. They they help you along. They do help you along. They do they, say. They. My name is. And then let me introduce my relationship. Yes, <laughs> you need to talk to your father, Marcus, or whatever. Like they just repeat names ad nauseum over and over again, which is good. It's like they're fixing their movie as it goes. Well, I think they need to do a bit more fixing on it. Well, they basically critics and people will say, "Oh, it's so confusing." Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just explain it as we go then. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the screenwriters did. And then they're like, "Oh, it's a plot hole." Oh, wait a second. And they explain, no, yeah. we fixed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the the key, the, there's a beautiful example of this relatively early, well, no, halfway point, where some people drive through a gate of a supposedly impregnable fortress that stood for 10,000 years? Yeah. They drive through it in a car. It's zero defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they drive out, though. They don't drive in. You yeah. see, if you drive to get in, it, it, the, the gate only swings one way. True, true. It's like those kitchen doors. And the next scene, the gate is back. <laughs> they obviously said, oh, wait, that could be a county error. Quick, put a guy randomly welding on the left-hand side of the gate. <laughs> and it's not like... And it's fixed. Yeah. And it's like... He's not welding two things together. He's not welding the frame, or he's not welding it back onto the wall. He's just welding this solid post of metal. <laughs> and I think that's a beautiful metaphor for the film. Yeah. yeah. It just goes on like that, and, oh, we have to go north to something that's never been mentioned before. Like, they do, well, they, they keep adding to their mythology. There's always more covens. There's always more vampires. There's always a new... The Lycans have never been organized like this before. No. Apart from the last time. <laughs> and the time before that in the, in the third movie. 
so they see the snow elves. Or yes. The Nordic vampires. <laughs> well, I like to call them the, um, uh, what was it, the Oblivious Exposition Snow uh, Albino Vampires. Yes. And with, di- with Discount John Noble at their head. Well, I thought it was Marlon Brando. Discount, Mar- discount um, <laughs> Apocalypse Now, Marlon Brando. Yeah, there's another character who's like, I am someone you should be respecting, and like, but not in a kind of an asshole way. And then he just kind of, here's a sword. Like, he's literally like, I am the, the wizard from the hero's journey. Here is your sword. Take, Don't go alone. Take, it's dangerous. Take this. And then just fucks off. Which is amazing what this movie does. It's constantly, constant pop culture. Just referring, every moment is stolen from another show, another movie. Mm. Every single moment is like, this there should be drama going up. We have an impregnable snow fortress. Yeah. So you have to climb this massive ice wall from Game of Thrones. Yeah. But they hop up it three seconds later. They're done. Done. Yeah. And then the outside of the castle is a very small set. It's <laughs> <laughs> and inside the castle is a slightly larger set. Yes. They start introducing some weird mystical elements about water. Yeah. That are like we need to have some weirdest myth. Like they literally just introduce it at the end so that they have a point to do something we'll get to in spoilers. It's it's so dumb. Like, I mean, I didn't get the feeling the other ones were this gleefully dumb. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I I, would, I, I asked you about the writer, Danny McBride. Mm. Not uh, from Tropic Thunder <laughs> or uh, the Fit Foot fo- Way. It, I really felt it was him writing. Yeah. It, it was quite humorous. Considering it is, like, I think, well, well this one has Corey Goodman. Uh, there's, there's four writing credits on this. I'm not sure if Danny McBride is just characters. Because Len Wiseman doesn't direct this one. Which I'm not sure if himself and Kate Beckinsale are still married, are they? I don't know. I don't keep up. Yeah. Uh, this is directed by Anna Forrester, who... This is always the best part of the podcast. Listen to grown men, like, look shit up. Well, I, I looked this up earlier. I did some homework. Mm-hmm. She is uh, basically a DOP and effects director for very, a lot of B-cam footage for oh, okay. a, lot of, a lot of movies, a lot of big movies. And she Outlander. I Outlander. like Outlander. Four episodes from Outlander. Oh, wait, the TV show. Yeah, TV that show. That explains why your man Menzies is yeah, in it, right? Blackjack. Blackjack is in it, yeah. yeah. So they must have respected each other on that set. And... Which is weird to see. So that's, it's, his name's Menzies, right? Isn't it? Yeah, the guy? something like that. Um, Tobias Menzies. Because... I've seen him in that, and he's turned up in a couple of other things. But he's always playing like his character from Out, his more modern day character in Outlander, where he is like the slightly stuffier, slightly older. He's not like a dashing young gent. Yeah. Whereas in this, I mean, it's the same. Michael Sheen like looked weird in the big coat and the long hair. You know what I mean? Even before you came to know him as Michael Sheen, the actor. You know what I mean? He was always looking weird in movies. But Marius looks real weird. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, he's he can act. Yeah, that's sort true. Of. <laughs> it's it's tough to say. It's it's the whole everything. Every line is broken down to. It's basically taking a, a if you took a somewhat literary piece, and then you dumb it down to young adult fiction. Mm-hmm. So this is young adult movie, and then you keep going another four steps. Another four steps. Yeah. I I mean, I think I laughed at the beginning where one of the characters who again, this is a big exposition dump. Then like something that's supposed to look cool happens but the, the fight scene is awful and a guy gets shot and then they go to a base and then yeah, they say what, what is it and she says it's some kind of bullet yes and that I was like but I genius love, but I love the bullet <laughs> yes you have to love the bullet it's, it's basically it's they took the bullet from Luke Cage yeah it's a drilling bullet that will continue to drill through healing vampire flesh yeah because they can't regenerate faster than the bullet can destroy the flesh and it's self-propelling which is again it's a, it's a line it's like why put that in there that's like 
It's to explain how it keeps going. Exactly. It has unlimited power. Yeah. We should just be like hooking, hooking these bullets up to your cars and lights <laughs> and everything and be, everything be over. But it is very obvious on that kind of, there's a lot of really, really on the nose dialogue. Um, look, I think some of it's in spoilers, but like there's just lines we were laughing our asses off when people said them. And just so where people turn up as well. There's an awful lot of like people just turning up at the right moment. I did like to see, I did like, it was like, again, it's one of those things where you see Charles Dance, you go, oh, no, they, they dragged Charles Dance into this. But then I remember Charles Dance was in Dracula Unbound and he played basically Nosferatu and was great in that. Yeah. He can do that. He can do this kind of shit all day. He's basically doing, I mean, I think oh. it's a, they need a Bill Nye in every movie. Pretty much. Yeah, and if you can't get Bill Nye or he, that character's dead, Charles Dance is a good choice. Yeah. But he also kind of plays Tywin Lannister at the same time. So He also kind of seems to be laughing at the whole endeavor. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> Appropriately, yes. Uh, like there's moments where he's just like grinning and smirking at the camera, like at these vampire machinations, and he's obviously being worked into the middle of them. So it makes some plot sense that he'd be like this, but also he just kind of chuckles and like, "Look at these idiots." <laughs> it's the whole time I'm thinking, oh, the main female villain is what? What's her name? Laura Pulver, Samira. Where she's actually just being Cersei. Yeah. And so they, they have all these plots and interconnections and all these dramatic reveal moments. Yeah. Where they're just kind of it's it seems like a Game of Thrones parody with a little bit of She's in Lord love with her guard. She's in love with her guard. Love with the guard. It's oh that was that was I think one of the plummiest lines. So there's there's other ways to serve. There are other ways to prove your devotion, I think devotion. it was. Okay, yes. And like you actually made the hand gesture in the cinema of her of him going down on her and like jokingly and they drew it out for real long and then he went down on her and it was like oh my god <laughs> so some in- interesting I don't know if, well did we see a censored movie or not I don't know because I was thinking they're going to cut away and they didn't cut away I think the censor got bored watching the movie and forgot to cut the rest of it because at, and at one point you actually get to see a nipple did we? yeah when was that? in the, the snow elf kingdom oh really? There was when the... The sleepy ladies. Sleepy lady was being bandaged up in a cocoon yeah. to transform into something. To have a... I, I, she's getting her hair did, apparently, is something. what it is. It's like a... It's a, it's, a, it's a dye wrap or something. Yeah. Which, of course, gives Kate Beckinsale her idea to transform as well. Yeah. Well, we'll get that spoilers, I think. Yes. But, I mean, it's, it's hard to talk about this movie in spoilers because it's so thin. Like, <laughs> there's not... It, there isn't enough a lot going on. I don't... I mean... Well, it's how not, can you spoil? It's people. There are there are underworld fans out there, and seriously, I, did I ever tell you about the, the Cinderella fan? No. Like I wrote a bad review of uh, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella, saying like this this adds nothing to the whole thing, and I got attacked by someone on Twitter, and it was their 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 icon was the the banana with the hands from its peanut butter and jelly time. Okay. And when I looked at their timeline, it was all just. Cinderella stuff. Well, you know they're probably listening right now. I hope not. Probably not because they <laughs> they don't listen to anything that's not Cinderella or oh, okay. praising Cinderella. Like it was like it said, McNasty Prime obviously had no childhood, and I was like, what? It's like I didn't like the movie. It's like, well, obviously you're dead inside. Like, what? Well, and I had a, someone followed me this morning because I said I was on my way to see Blood Wars, and I looked at the timeline. I was like, why is this person following me? It's nothing but Blood Wars. <laughs> oh, and Lucifer. So I'm not sure whether it's the director. Or the producer. Maybe it's Len Wiseman. Len Wiseman, yeah. He's producing TV shows now. It seems like he's, hopefully, he he had his one shot at Total Recall. Mm. I'd forgotten about that movie until you mentioned it. (sighs) I don't even want to start on Total Recall. I can't even remember where it went wrong. It seems to be just wrong from the start. 
But then again, I can be forgiving with Total Recall. If you see the director's cut of Total Recall, you actually get the whole subplot that they cut out of the theatrical version. Oh. Of Colin Farrell actually having a different face and different character. Oh. Which explains a lot of the mysterious what the fuck. Oh, really? That happened in the theater version. Does it explain why the train goes through the center of the earth instead of any that, other no, way? The third, third act is still the third act. <laughs> any other way would make more sense. The than, third act is still the third act. Let's drill. Let's drill a hole from Britain. Was it Britain to Australia? Well, it was. I think it was the other way. Australia to. No, I, it's dumb. It's yeah, so it long. I, 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 like I said, completely forgot about that movie. Yeah. I think I will be completely forget about this movie. I will, this, the underworld movies always seem like cinematic treading water to me. It's like. They're setting up this big thing, and it's uh, what's the is it Lone Wolf or some other? There's a there's a role playing game that's like werewolves versus lichens, which is this kind of. I think there was a lawsuit at one point, White Wolf Studios or something like that. And it's you know it's like it's setting up this big world, but it's telling this small story in it, and then it kind of just keeps doing that over and over again. It's never even when the like we've never seen a lichen attack this big before. It's like well, we're going to get over this one and it'll be fine, and they'll come back again next time or. We'll go into the past and have Michael Sheen when he was younger, or we'll have someone who looks like Celine, and now Celine's back. And the last one's all about it's the future, but it's like, well, Scott Speedman's still on ice, and she puts away her daughter, so all the toys are back in the pram, so they can reboot it again. It's just, and even at the end of this is like, what happened? What changed? Celine is still a badass. She's got a relatively good-looking guy to hang out with. Yeah. Um, oh, she still has a daughter to look for. Basically, it's the the point of the story is it's cool to be a vampire yeah vampires are cool leather coats are cool skin tight body uh, leather cat suits are cool it's hard to argue about that <laughs> it's hard to argue about that alright we're gonna go to spoilers Whoa, so spoil. I mean, the big spoiler for me was the machine gun that doesn't have a, a metal plate on it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a huge plot point in this movie. It hinges oh. around this, like, anti aircraft gun that they use indoors that does not have any armor on it. No, you have to set up the whole scene first. So this vampire. There's we- lichens, sorry. The lichens have launched a siege attack on the castle. Of snowy elves. Well, no, no, they're back in Budapest. Oh, right, time. yeah, yeah. So they. I don't know why, but well, they need to get back to the the small council. Yeah. Uh, so they have this castle with zero defenses. Yeah, although it's stood for ten thousand years. Yes. Yeah. They had they had uh, one guy watching some monitors, and the cute vampire kills the guy. Yeah. Uh, she opens the doors. She and turns off the security the system. Yeah. So. This castle has zero defenses. Yeah. None. They just, they literally just drive in. I can't even find cute vampire lady in the credits. Safe house lichen gets a fucking billing before her. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's Daisy Head. Yeah, Daisy Head. Does she have a name? Because she is the one character in the whole film does, that does not introduce herself. My Alexia. Name is Alexia, yeah. She, she never said, my name's Alexia. Yeah. This is my relationship. So the lichens are running in through a small enclosed space, a choke point, if you will. Um, the vampires are all lined up on the other side in a circle of death, yeah. firing, lichen-killing silver bullets. Yes. Oh, they've got riot shields. That's how they get through. Well, yeah, no, no, they, yeah, it's like this is Sparta moment. They, yeah. Basically, come in. They turtle. They 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 turn to turtle. They have strategy. Yeah, but they don't have the strategy of just. The whole strategy is at the 
the whole strategy is to blow out the windows and the yeah. shutters to let the sunlight in. Yeah. It's just like the end of uh, Fright Night, right? But couldn't they just shoot the shutters from the outside? Or throw in a bomb? <laughs> yeah, grenades, heavy artillery. Napalm, all while, while all the vampires are regenerating, just go around, double tap on the head. No problem. Problem yeah. solved. So they assemble this giant anti-aircraft cannon on a landing, which, yeah. I, 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 again, one of the things I don't think I mentioned, did I mention already how fucking murky I found this movie to be? Oh, yeah. There is, it's very. We but were, it's in the spirit of all the other movies. All the mo- all the movies were murky and kind of hard to watch. But this one is really murky and hard to watch. So like, they've, they've kept up the tradition. Yeah, uh, it's come to be expected. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't want to break continuity. Well, I would. Wouldn't mind seeing what's going on. <laughs> um. So they build this cannon and they start firing, and you think because they're firing the like the sunlight bullets. Yes, the ultraviolet. And I and then they but they blow out the windows, and then. I can't remember his name. Theo yeah. James is the guy from Divergent. Starts firing at them from across. Like, it's about, what, a 10-foot gap? <laughs> That's what it looks like, yes. And he's standing there. He's not like shooting. It's not like he's shooting from cover. He's standing clear, fresh and easy, aiming right down. He's iron sighting it. And he cannot. <laughs> and he goes of iron sights as well. <laughs> he goes down like through, what, three clips? <laughs> and he cannot hit one of the guys standing around this cabin, which only comes up to about chest high. Their heads are exposed. And there's three of them just standing there. It's like... What? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, then, then Outlander guy just uses the another werewolf as a shield. That was a nice moment. There's a lot. There's a lot of action scenes that look nice and planning, but when you see them, well, they're they're just they're all tropes. They well, remember that they remember that mo- moment from this movie. Remember yeah. this moment from that TV show. And it's it's driving me nuts. Movies basically are driving me nuts because TV and movies have completely switched places. Mm. Where movies used to do the hard work of setting up stuff and come up to a critical moment. Yeah. And TV used to just steal, steal, patch, 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 patch. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, completely, it's reversed entirely. Mm. Where movies have stolen all the moments, and TV is the one who takes the time in to do the work. Explain things, yeah. And actually set stuff up and then have these giant dramatic moments. I would say, though, the the, the the gun did give us the giant, best, giant, dramatic most enjoyable move, moment of the movie yes. which and it, it's obviously where is it PG 13 18 I don't know <laughs> it's the moment where T.O. James just looks at the camera it's slow beautiful slow-mo bullets flying everywhere the gun is set up it's about to fire and you just hear this beautiful fuck <laughs> <laughs> so they use their one fuck they use their one fuck very wisely <laughs> that was uh, what else oh, Jesus God, that was amazing I completely forgot that the vampires can walk in daylight. I was like, what? Yeah. Well, the, all, I was waiting for them because they explained everything else three times. I was expe- ex- ex- waiting for them to say that, but yeah. Selena already knows this, so they don't need to talk about it. But yeah. Some stuff gets explicitly explained. Some yeah. stuff doesn't. Yeah. See, I, I don't remember. I remember Celine getting extra blood from number two mm. that lets her become Blade so she can be a daywalker. I don't remember that at all. Well, it's just one of her extra skills she picked up. But Wait, did she kill Bill Nye in two? She slices his head? That's the end of the second yeah, yeah, one, isn't it? Yeah. Her, yeah. So, which mm. I keep getting confused with Tywin Lannister. Yeah. I, I, also, I thought that was just the first movie. Yeah. Bill Nye is, I think, he's the only English actor not yet to be in Game of Thrones of that age. True. Maybe <laughs> next season. Maybe. <laughs> Another Lannister appears. <laughs> I mean, the end of it, uh, we have it also steals from Mortal Kombat. Like, I want to go finish him. Like, it's literally a fatality. She finishes him with. She does scorpion. Yes. Yeah, she rips his fucking spine out. And then, and then the other 
again, this thing about Kate Beckinsale being sidelined in her own movie, like it's like they've reached the end of her dramatic arc. They don't want to do anything to him, so they're building up Theo James, which is pointless. So instead of her walking out like a motherfucking badass, like here's the spine of your leader, bros. It's like him with the head. It's like you hacked it off when she was done. That's like what a pussy move. This just sucks. <laughs> Comes out with the head. They got the 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 massive helms deep melee going on. Yeah. Because it looks just like the elves fighting. Because the elves now have the snow visors on. I swear on. there was a trumpet that when they break in the door and the snow elves come in. <laughs> and now that um, Celine is magic. And Celine comes back as Celine the White. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, she literally does. Yes, yeah, so spo- we're in spoilers. She straight up dies. And like I felt nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Watching, the, watching Celine die, it was like, whatever. Like, it literally well, meant nothing in the movie. Well, she... Uh, her yeah it, it was even hard to tell if she's actually dying or not dying you have the clue of her eyes going from blue to normal yeah but that happens so much in this movie it's hard to tell also everyone seems to have problems with their teeth apart from certain actors like Celine stick out a bit too much I think Scott uh, Scott Speedman no uh, what's wow. his name Theo James has fit his mouth properly but a lot of the women have trouble where their lips just kind of end up with this weird pout yeah, it's not well, a tra- they, they don't have vampire orthodontist yeah so it's uh, tough. The teeth don't even pop in this. Did they pop in the previous ones? They pop out, or no, that was that was Dracula Unbound again, right? But they did get or, bigger or sometimes. True Blood, or yeah, they don't even they didn't do any no, dental no, they work. Just, they're just there. Yeah, they yeah they don't want to waste any CGI on that. That scene leading up to her death, I thought though, was one of the better points of the movie when they started sliding around the ice. Again, it's like you know, <laughs> I suppose you're picking raisins out of a turd, <laughs> but you know, it was kind of cool sliding, around, which is about point where she. Oh yeah, where she does the rock slide. Yeah, 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 and she puts the sword in the ice and then slides around on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, yeah, it's 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 calling back to whatever one or two where she shoots a circle in the floor. Oh yeah. So you know it's going to be an escape at some point. Yeah, but even if it is an escape to death, so she can go back. As, well, the water is the path, or yeah. the path is the water. Water's bullshit. <laughs> Celine the White. She just comes back. She gets. I got frosted tips now. Yes. <laughs> and a white coat. Yes. Like she comes back as Celine the White. Yeah. That was dumb. <laughs> Super dumb. So the moral of the story is: if you like Game of Thrones, if you like Lord of the Rings, watch those. <laughs> watch those again and you take the best moments of all of those and jam them into one movie you might have something assembling Underworld you might say, you'll have something better than Underworld well, it's, uh, it's a Bloodworks. I think you get what you get It's it, it seems like a parody yeah it's, it seems like I'm watching well the parodies of Scream or yeah or it, 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 kind of, it did felt a lot of that, especially the credits where we saw like just all the random vampires that are just standing there's this it looks like a hot topic convention. There's just so many people just draped around things looking bored. Like all these, you know, mall goths, which is a term I only heard recently. Yes. But the ones in the, in the credits has a cello vampire one to four. And it's like, that just, they didn't even come up with names for the cello vampires. <laughs> cello, just cello vampires. What kind of vampire are you? Oh, I'm a cello vampire. <laughs> I wonder which one got top rating. Number one, number two. How did they decide that? What kind of band has four cellos? <laughs> There's no... A cello quartet. Yeah. <laughs> a cello vampire quartet. Yeah. Not, not, I, not a good movie. I wouldn't recommend going to see it. I, I mean, fans will go see it. I don't, but think, fans, it, I don't I mean, think it matters. If you've watched all three before now, you'll probably, you know, get something out of it. Either watch Underworld or you don't. Yeah. I think I think the whole... 
They, I think it's just rebirth and renewal. The reason why they... But the last one was supposed to be that. Well, but the, the reason why they, they have the previously on Underworld in every single movie is because I think... The it's whole, complicated. Well, it's complicated. <laughs> but they're also... They're Badly also, explained. They're, they're also just hoping for a new teenage market every time, every movie they release. It's the Molgoth market. The, 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 There's so, a fresh batch of 16-year-olds who's just discovered Hot Topic. Yeah, someone who watched the original Underworld when they were 16. Yeah. I, they may have watched number two or may not. They may have outgrown it already. Yeah. By the time you're 19, you may be outgrown it. Maybe. Here we are watching it. <laughs> so so you, you need to be... I know, but I think that's a problem. And then they go back and rent the Blu-rays and... And, and go, oh, it was always like this. It was never good. <laughs> no, but it's perpetual property. Like, yeah. if you get into it, you really get into it. it. Yeah. It's like a phase you go through when you're 15, 16. But I think there's not there's not enough a lot in the Underworld expanded universe. They literally throw it all on the screen. You know but what I mean? But there could be soon. Because Len Wiseman is producing a TV series. With the, is that with a younger, hotter version of Kate Beckinsale or something? I, I think they made her uh, elder just so that she pops up in the TV series once every oh, 13 episodes. Oh, that makes total sense. So they're gonna, it's going to be like Limitless or whatever, where the the big movie actor shows up once every 13 episodes. Is Bradley Cooper in Limitless? Yeah. All right. I haven't watched Which that they canceled that. I love that TV show. Oh, really? It's so lighthearted and so fun to watch huh. and canceled. Uh, it sucks when your dreams are torn asunder, but you know, so, that's what we have underworld. Well, for. We have underworld <laughs> dreams. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because they they end the movie about the the endless war and the endless cycle, and it's going to be an endless TV series. I think. I hope not. I mean, it's again. There, it, there's no end. Yeah. This podcast has an end, though. <laughs> I think we just hit it. <laughs> <laughs> on that bleak note yeah um, you know what was it what is it times change vampires don't but we'll always have underworld right <laughs> That's, apart from the underworld bit that is a line from the movie underworld is immortal yeah it'll outlive us all and again, oh, I, said at the, I said at the end of the movie in the cinema I was like oh this is proof that we do live in the darkest timeline <laughs> this has been a very dark year for movies yes uh, thanks for and, coming and for Sony yes yes thanks for coming on Chris um, we'll doubtless get you on again when Gavin's away and we're both watching a shit movie <laughs> that no one else wants to go see <laughs> I enjoy these I do like campy cheesy movies yeah this wasn't campy cheesy enough and it was too def- too damn dark like not too damn low contrast for me and the action was too close they did the thing of shooting the action too close yeah it's like one of the two of the scenes it's cool action but if you're right up on it, all you get is someone's elbow the whole time. You don't get to see the cool leg scissor flip. But they're not going to put the actual work in to choreograph everything properly. But it looked like you they did. Sh- you have to shoot it that way. No, but it looked like it re- It looked relatively well choreographed. It's just like your one, Laura Pulver was doing some like, you know, Scarlett Johansson Black Widow shit at times. But it was so close, you couldn't quite make it out. I mean, maybe it is. She's just stepping over his shoulder and on like very yeah. simple. Good, good, good. Did you see the thing about Liam Neeson in Taken 3? Oh, Liam yeah, Neeson yeah, jumping yeah. over a fence in 14 takes? There's 14 cuts or something? 28 cuts? Something like yeah. that? Well, they deliver like five lines of dialogue with 14 cuts in this. <laughs> it's, it's literally just... Yeah. Bounce, 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 bounce. Onto the lichens. Anyway, thanks for listening. Um, if you disagree with us or like us, you are, are 
disagree with us or agree with us, you can email us at podcast.megapandfries.com. Seeing as we're doing these spoiler shows, we might end up doing a, an email-only show. You can also tweet me on Twitter at McNastyPrime. Are you on Twitter or anything? No. Yeah. Well, you say, if you just say for Chris, any, I don't want any underworld people contact. <laughs> contact my agent instead. Yes. <laughs> and with that, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time.